Through the darkness of futures past, the magician longs to see the Broken Campfire podcast. Welcome, everybody. Uh, that, I'm your host. Is that a curse? Yeah, was you curse me? Is that an incantation? You know, that's my job, right? To curse them. Uh, it's a uh, it's a two piece reference, which will be relevant later. Oh. Uh, Anime. A two a two piece reference presented in the form of a, a Scott Ackerman like introduction. You know what I'm saying? No. Not nope. like uh, not at all. I don't. All right, we we'll get into it later, um, <laughs> but for God. now I gotta I gotta do some stuff. Uh, what was I doing? Uh, yeah, I, I'm your host Andy. I'm joined by four other people, friends, I suppose. John, Flask, Greg, and Vito. You can Hello. say that. I'm your friend. I think it's acceptable to call us people. You didn't have to like hesitate. I'm a person. We are, we are all people. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're, we we won't get into it right now. We we started recording, so I don't want it to get tense on air. But uh, I, I have some notes on that video uh, to discuss later. Um, and hey, if anybody has some notes, and this time I'm talking to you guys out there, driving to work, playing a video game, or just trying to fall asleep. Uh, send you send your notes to Broken Campfire. Either on the email, brokencampfire.gmail.com, or on the Twitter, at brokencampfire. And you know what? We might discuss your notes in the form of a video essay, maybe. And if we did that, you could catch that at youtube.com slash brokencampfire. Please send some. Please. All that being said, Flask. Yes? As our first roundtable up tonight. I heard that you have a... Some sort of tale for us? Yeah, I have uh, a whale of one, you might say. <laughs> oh, okay. I... Okay. You might not uh, say that. I know you don't like that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so, first thing. For some reason, Netflix dropped an extra 11th episode of The Sandman uh, later than the rest of the season. I, I, I yeah, that happened. Um. It adapts issues 17 and 18 into a single episode. So the next two issues after the 16 that episode one or that season one covered already. And right. uh, like episode six, it's two of the most hotly anticipated issues of the comic. So uh, I'm pleased to say that it actually pulls them off pretty well. Uh, they're quite faithful. And the first story is partly rotoscoped and partly CG animation, which I think that was absolutely the way to go. Uh, I'm I'm brain farting, but what do you mean by rotoscoped? Oh, like what the animation of rotoscoping is? It's when you take live yeah. footage and then animate over that footage. So okay, yeah, very fluid motion. Yeah, a lot in the '80s they did rotoscoping. Snow White um, did that when they needed compli- Yes, when they needed complicated like animation motion, usually. Uh, you know, they get people to like actors to actually act out the scene. And then just uh, draw over it, frame by frame. It's very intensive, actually, <laughs> as a process. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think that was the right move for the first story. And the second one is straight up live action. Uh, but yeah, good. Uh, the other story, the second one, is longer and has some important cues, for I would say, for Morpheus's character development. So it's nice to have it as part of the first season because uh, I think it like really sets up the kind of different 
person he's going to be for the for the second season. And it's a fine episode all around. So Interesting. What's your take on um, why these were released as additional episodes? Do you think that this was that's because a good it didn't question fit into an arc of a season in episode the 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 previous final episode had like a season ending moment or something like that or uh i actually did look it up but i forget what the explanation was i can't believe i already forget but um i don't i don't know that we should just take their word for why it came out later i'm not sure um Granted, it does have a bunch of, um, well, it has animation, first of all, but also it has a bunch of celebrity voice actors in the first storyline. So it was like, they, they're framing it as like a like a surprise. Oh, look at this bonus thing with all these people you like or, or no. Um, but I forget if they stated why, like a, a reason why it came out later. Hmm. I could see it being really as simple as they felt like they wanted to do like a weird style with the with this one, you know, the animation. Mm-hmm. And to do that, it made sense to, you know, release it as like an off-canon type thing, even though it's not off-canon. You know what I mean? Right. Actually, wait. I, Who knows? Okay. Sorry, I just looked it up. Uh, according to this article... It was supposed to come out a year later, um, <laughs> which makes a lot more sense to me. Like as a, oh, here's an extra thing to keep you invested, to keep you thinking about the show. Um, apparently, Netflix was the only potential buyer who agreed to make a secret 11th episode. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If it was supposed to come out a year later, that makes me think the show's getting canned. <laughs> I really doubt it, considering how good the the, the how uh, much re- reception has been. Yeah, um, and I'm pretty sure it already got renewed for a second season. In fact, I'm pretty sure I saw that. But yeah, uh, who, you know who knows the full truth? But Vito, were you going to say uh, something? <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I was going to talk about Sandman during my roundtable. This oh, seems okay. like good place to just pop in sure and i'd love to like hear your thoughts on my opinion and i know you guys already know what i'm gonna say because I, I was talking about this in discord but um so that last pod i think spoilers for the sandman until 2108 i mentioned i watched the first three episodes of the sandman mm-hmm. and uh, i never um read the the graphic uh graphic novel and I heard great things about it from you guys. First episode was was great. I really liked it. The premise was cool. And then the next two episodes, I genuinely don't even remember what they were about. I thought they were they were pretty boring. Um, so I just stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. And then a friend, um, you know, really wanted me to check the series out. So he showed me a clip from a later episode. I don't know which episode number it is, but it's the it's the it's a short story. Uh, about Hobbes, um, who's a human, right. and the the premise of this this story is that Morpheus grants him immortality. I guess is like um, maybe an experiment to kind of learn more about the humans that he sort of serves as the the god of dreams or whatever. 
And uh, yeah, it's ambiguous. Yeah, and the agreement is that he gives this guy mortality in like a random tavern in whatever some sort of medieval era, and the agreement he has with this guy is they'll meet every hundred years in that tavern and basically discuss this human's experience and, and re up the agreement if, if he wants to, but Morpheus thinks that he won't want to, like, why would you want to live for eternity as a human? Uh, it's a great story. I really liked it. I thought it was a cool, yeah, that's one of the most beloved shorts. Yeah. I thought it was cool. And it, and it showed off like what's possible with the series you know, because the first couple episodes I'm watching him chase his little trinkets and and this showed more of like what could be done with 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 this kind of character and these gods. So I thought that was sick. So I went back and I watched um, whatever episodes I, I hadn't watched up until and including the 24 hour diner episode, which I had heard is like a really, really great episode. You'd agree um, with that? Well, as I said, uh, that's episode five, and I the two I liked right. most from the season the, were the five and ones six. after that. The two I oh, liked most is, from the season that, were five and six. So, including oh, so that that one and the next one, yeah. And then okay. I feel like so, it fell off a lot more in the episodes after six, seven through ten, hmm. and then eleven. Yeah. Good. So, I I went back and I watched those episodes. I thought the show was even worse. I, I th- <laughs> thought it was it was terrible. It was honestly, and, and you know. I think this is some of the worst TV I've ever seen. And that's that's not saying that much because I don't watch a lot of TV. I've, I vet everything I do, as I said on this podcast. But out of the things that have been recommended to me, that was like one of the worst things ever. Um, and I, you know, I, I forced myself to get to that 24-hour diner episode. I didn't think anything up to that point was good. And then the 24-hour diner episode itself was so bad. Um... I'll just say, like, first off, the main villain of that arc, I thought was terrible. Like, his motivation of not wanting the world to lie anymore, um, like, just not wanting, not liking lies, I thought it was just, like, uncompelling. And I'm gonna, the way it was written in the television show, I thought it was just, just childish and boring. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, what you're saying there is, I think, spot on for what the character is like in the show. And I think they they kind of wrote him differently for the show to give him a broader appeal to a broader audience because that's a more, that's a more understandable, like more, uh, you know, uh, motivation, morality than it is in the comics where he is more of a legitimate, he, in the comics, he's Dr. Destiny. He's a legitimate supervillain in DC comics. Like he's, he's a character who's been around for years and, uh, he, it's, it's only in Sandman that he's actually brought in to like tie into the Sandman mythos which is being generated, you know, whole cloth at this time in the 80s. Mm. Um, but by this point in the comics, uh, Gaiman writes him as more of like a, like slightly sympathetic, but definitely murderously psychopathic, like monster who is completely uh, messed up in the head. Like like he he does not have a reasonable motivation like in the show. He has just completely warped perspective on things. Um, I mean, I did think that this guy's motivations, this whole, his whole personality is warped and that he was just a straight psychopath. I didn't really sympath- okay. sympathize with him at all. I guess that was my my problem. So, I mean, it's interesting that you're saying he's different in the comics. But, yeah. What I'm saying um, is I think they gave problem. him a broader appeal. I think you're spot on with your assessment of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's 
because they gave him a broader appeal to to make him like understandable or not not even i i guess more sympathetic but like uh, understandable as like oh i understand why he's doing this well yeah i mean he had he had a bad upbringing his mom was terrible and neglected him and then he was corrupted by ancient magical artifacts so yeah he's and he was in prison probably most of his life so yeah the mom thing the prison thing is like different i (laughs) i get that it was just it wasn't compelling that you know the acting was just i thought it was just boring Mm. everyone's talking in the whole show and very monotone voice the whole time like this the whole diner Um, uh like everything that happens there is the same generally but very different in the in the details from the comics i will say also mm. yeah well maybe it's the details because i thought the acting was terrible all around like just people's reactions being off um like when the diner waitress finds out that the cook is having sex with her son and like she just kind of huffs and walks away i don't know just like <laughs> stuff like that was just really weird and off um and i just thought it was really it was just really bad really bad writing um after that i i just i I can't watch any more of this show. Even if the next episode is like the best episode of television, it's just not, That's okay. not worth it for me. Um, um, but I'm like going mental a little bit because this is a show that's got super high reviews. Oh no. Do you mind if like, I say, why do I please? Yeah. Do you mind if I say three things about your opinion that I think, whatever. The first thing is, even though I think like the most boring show ever is probably Maybe like a crazy, yeah, yeah, hyperbole or incendiary take. I think it's totally reasonable for you to feel that it is a boring show or that you're not getting anything out of it. I don't like when I talked about the show before, I I had a very mixed receptor response to it. And yeah, you had a mild opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anyone's wrong for thinking it just doesn't click with them. Um, The second thing is, I think it's like, well, first of all, I've, uh, I've been deep into the comic now. I've been still reading it this whole time. So I'm, I'm deep in there now. It's a great comic. Um, and I think the comic is still so much better than the show. And anyone who is, you know, um, I, I feel bad for anyone who watches the show before the comic and like gets that impression mm-hmm. first. But, you know, what can you do? I understand wanting yeah. to just consume a, you know, a, sh- a show adaptation. Uh, yeah, and then, it's just, you know. Fits in my life yes. really easier than reading the Fair. novel. Um, but then I think you have to, I guess, get into a certain mindset of not not approaching this uh, this product with like a, ver- a like a literal lens, I guess, um, which I think is tough. I think you have to really come at it from like not uh, not judging the details nearly as much as other shows because it's supposed to be sort of dreamlike nightmarish. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Just this, a, a feeling. The thing is mood. I'm watching twin peaks right now, which I'll talk <laughs> about later. And I have no problem in that show, right. you know, suspending my disbelief or getting into the vibe that anything could happen this, in this world. Right. And, and even, you know, yeah, even viewing it through that lens, you might, you still might not get, anything out of it because first of all because it's not like a perfect adaptation and second of all because it might not just 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 not be for you, you yeah know? i just felt like the tone is all over not i don't say i want i don't want to say all over the place it's it's mostly overly self-serious and then you have like 
Patton Oswalt, the cringe crow, yeah. who's like quipping. Yeah. And, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um, and nothing's funny. Well, you know, when, when there are jokes, it's not funny. Um, I, I haven't seen as much of the show as you, but that at least I feel like is explained because Patton Oswalt is, is above all of those, all the people who are self-serious, right? Like, he's a they, different entity from a different realm. Like, he doesn't really give a shit about humans, you know? Well, in the comics, he does have, he is like a normal character or like a mundane character put into a weird situation. And he's kind of like the newcomer to the whole thing. But they add more quippiness in the show, to be fair. It's super quippy. It's like record scratch, like, you know, I'm a crow. What? I'm a crow. I used to be a human or whatever. And now I'm a crow. And I'm, it's. Also, in episode three, he has like one of the worst scenes in the entire show that like really negatively impacts uh dreams character in my opinion. And it's just like no reason for them to add that. I, I thought the whole episode in hell with uh Gwendolyn uh Christie, Christine, yeah. Christie, um, Christie was terrible. And like culminating in that, their fight scene between the, between the two of them where they're just saying like their, their, their fight, I guess could be cool. Maybe on paper the oldest where, game, yeah, yeah, it's a game where I guess they they call out that they are a entity of some type, a, a wolf, and then the next and then the next person has to go and and like one up hunter, them and like yeah. what 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 beats a uh, wolf? Oh, a hunter, and then it ends with hope is the final one that beats her. I, I do was, think that I works better on, on paper. Yeah. Say so that that is a top ten scene of the comic book, so it must. Oh, it was, not translate. I thought it was terrible in the show. It was so anticlimactic and didn't make any sense. So she was like, she, she, her last move was like plague or something like that. that like I, I think, I think maybe some insight. I think it, it's totally different seeing two actors talking to each other versus reading a comic book where you can like literally just imagine in your head that these mm-hmm. are two gods playing a game with each other. And so the game doesn't make sense to you, but. They're they're not operating on our plane of existence. You know what I mean? I like guess there's, there, there's there's a lot of mystique that's lost in that translation, and I think that very much so. mystique is necessary for those types of things to work. And I also that you. ties into what I'm saying. That that is a perfect example of what I was saying with my third point, which is the whole the lens you view the entire thing through. Like you're 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 criticizing the details fairly, but like it's it's when you come at it that way, it's, it's going to be uh, a bad impression. I think, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think I'll be spending any more time with the show. Maybe totally I'll fun. watch the, that, yeah, that next right. episode. If it's really supposed to be that great, but you might get uh, something out no, of well, it. Bums me out. I, I get bummed six. out when I don't, when I don't uh, agree with the, the masses on something being great, you know, it makes me, I don't, it makes me feel crazy a little bit. I don't feel that way anymore, but also like, I don't know. I, I feel that the reception for the show is more polarizing than it seems on the, on the surface. Right. Like a loud minority. What was it? The guardian, guardian of Washington times. There was some big (laughs) outlet that like the same day was released, talked about how much of a failure and how terrible of a show the Sandman was (laughs) at the same time. All these other things. I'll, I'll try to find it for you, Vito. But uh, I think the people who who 
have opinions or saying them very loudly and maybe more people are liking it than not. But I, but I definitely also think that the, the opinion that you're stating is out there. People like okay. getting caught up in the, the hype movement of a new thing, even if it's an adaptation. Maybe, you know what it is? And, and maybe it's not even just the masses, but it's like a lot of people whose opinions I really respect who, who have, you know, they have good taste really like this. So I'm like, man, this must be something wrong with me or the way I went into the show or something. Just listen to uh, me. I mean, you'll get uh, a fair balance take every time. <laughs> no, you did. You, to be fair, you, you didn't go crazy about this. You, right. you had a mild opinion. Um, yeah. You also got to remember that like a lot of those people are like, I don't know, normies. And also, some of them are fans of shows like American Gods that I hear sucked uh, and weren't great adaptations of of it his wasn't. work. So they're they're grading on a different curve than you are. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that makes them right. You're right. I am a genius. <laughs> anyway, Flask, what else did you have? So I just saw you post that article about uh, season two might be canceled. Says Gaiman. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that's because even though it's been the top as he says, the top of the world for the last two weeks, that might not be enough because, because it it's is so such an expensive. expensive. Okay. Right. He has talked so, about how, even if Netflix drops it, he'll still like pursue shopping it around. I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that I'm just going to call it now. This show got canceled, which is why <laughs> this extra episode. Wow. Mm. That scary. could be surprising. Anyway, uh, I also watched uh, She-Hulk, the, the episodes that I have win. so far. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you win what? You win the, win. the show? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I watched She-Hulk. Uh, I've been watching She-Hulk. There's only two episodes out so far. Uh, John, you here? You listening? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, first episode, kind of rushed feeling. But I guess the intention was uh, not to dwell and, and just be sort of lighter fare overall. I think the way that Jen becomes She-Hulk is like rushed and uh, frankly pr- pretty dumb. Uh, I think they should have just gone with the blood transfusion angle from the comics where it's just, like, I think it would have played much better for, for Bruce to do like an altruistic thing for her in the subsequent Bruce-Jen relationship. I think that would generate more like genuine pathos does anyone care about the, the spoiler of how this happens in the show of how she becomes she hulk it's really no. simple i could not care less okay no. spoilers for she hulk until twenty eight twenty five. uh instead of having bruce save her with his blood and it being like a genuine dilemma that they could both feel mixed about you know like committing her to being a hulk versus her just dying which is like Okay, he doesn't want her to die, and she doesn't want to die, but it's like, now I have to live this whole... No- anyway, he just bleeds into her wound accidentally. <laughs> it's like yeah, fucking hepatitis. Accident. Yeah. And she's like pulling him out of a car, and, yeah, and she gets she gets his blood. And normally they would kill somebody, but because they are in the same family, they have similar like DNA or something, so she can also uh, okay. you know, take the gamma or whatever. Yeah. That's how she becomes She-Hulk. Uh, so it's much more of like a whoops. It's a little goofy. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah, it's weird. Well, they um, really want, I mean, it's, it's, it's more or less like the, in the comic book, she's like, uh, 
it's something about mobsters. Mobsters are like hunting her down and they right. you know, they attack her and she needs a blood transfusion and you know, they're cousins. And uh yeah, like you said, you know, like they, they gotta make the decision, like, oh, you know, I can do this, but it could or, or might alter you. But I think that yeah, like Flash said, they're they're just trying to get the origin story just squashed in the first episode, which which yeah. is fine. I don't like overdrawn out origin stories, but it still was a little clunky. It's also, other stuff they could have cut out of the episode and just made the origin a little bit longer. I would have liked that. Um, and it also might like be a a metaphor, like first in a series of men bad jabs in the show, but that's like a whole other thing. That's a, it's like a touchy yeah. topic. But um, all that being said, I think most of what happened in the first episode was pretty solid. Uh, I think the figuring out her hulky deal stuff and how she's like different from Bruce is enjoyable. Um, and I, I wish they had been able to give it me more time. I would have liked if they had done like two episodes. I, I know that they didn't want to. and I kind of like understand. I wish they had been given more time to the, you know, like figuring it all out for her. But oh, well, um, the performances are good. You know, I like uh, I like Tatiana as I thought I would as as Jen. But there's like just these ugly spots of questionable or uh, lazy writing that sort of tarnish it a bit. Like the the final argument type thing between Bruce and Jen at, on the first episode was like conceived pretty poorly from both perspectives. And specifically, Jen has a take on why she can control herself at like as opposed to Bruce's whole deal, which is pretty fucking wild to say to Bruce's face in light of the life that we know he's had to lead. He's had like an insanely traumatic uh, most of his life. And, and she's just like completely, I don't know, like embarrassingly. Yeah, no, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like snide about her being, I don't know about her, like having a harder life. I don't, it's, it's a little icky. Um, Get into it. You know, Bruce has, you know, the Hulk enemy's got Bruce Banner. She Hulk, at least as far as we know in this, it's just She-Hulk. Uh, and part of her explanation is, you know, she can also transform like at will, like a snap of a finger. Uh, and part of her explanation is that women have to control their rage constantly in this world. But that's how she's able to do it. She's already got practice. Yeah. <laughs> she has to re re suppress her anger all the time because she's a woman in the world. And uh, so it's like, I could have, yeah, I could have appreciated that angle a little differently. Like, um, I don't know. I had a thought the other day about how I, I might've done it, but I, I don't think that's like necessarily foundationally bad, but I don't think it should have been the whole reason that she's able to <laughs> switch back and forth. Like it's a little silly. I don't know. Uh, but then episode two was basically just a setup episode for like the rest of the series. So it was, it was fine. I'll keep watching so far. It's, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much fine. in the same area. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I see, uh, I mean, you know, obviously there's always uh voice of opinions online, but uh, you know, especially with this, but overall I, I thought, uh, I'm more on the thumbs up side than the thumbs down, but not like a huge thumbs up. It's like, all right, is this, Fine. Yeah, some people, people are a little like bit incendiary. I'll keep watching. Yeah, some people are incendiary, but so far it hasn't like deeply offended me in any way, like with its badness or anything like that. I think I thought it was awkward. What's at the end of the first episode when uh, uh, who's it supposed to be? 
the the supervillain shows up. Oh, Jamila, J- Jamila, what's her name? Jamila from uh, the Good yeah, Place. Whoever it is. Titania. And then, like, uh, yeah, Titania. There you go. And then, like, and then she punches her. Like, never explained. I mean, I'm, and maybe they'll come into it later, and it'll be like a you know like a roundabout a circle. Yeah, like why was she attacking the place? They do explain in the start of the second episode that it, she was just like escaping and decided to s- fight <laughs> people on her point. way. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just an excuse. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, we'll keep watching. Um, and then the uh, the other show I've been watching is House of the Dragon. We're two episodes into that as well now. Is then nobody else's uh, here is on board, right? <laughs> Nobody no, else I'm is watching. For it to be done, okay, uh, and then I'll watch it. I was no, just talking to a coworker it. about this show, like two hours ago. Okay, you're not watching though, right? No. Okay. Um. So yeah, the source material is something that I really enjoyed. You know, I I talked about Fire and Blood on the podcast when I read it. Um. So I was willing to see what a fresh creative team would do with the material because I think it's it is good material to make a show out of and I'm glad to and say ruined your hopes and dreams no I'm glad it. to say I'm liking it so far actually Ooh. uh kind of surprised well not surprised but I forgot how nice it was to have like a serious toned big budget low fantasy show to watch and I think that's the main factor for me is that it takes itself seriously uh it doesn't have the silliness of the later seasons of Game of Thrones so far um, so I'm liking it so far. And I think part of the enjoyment too is while I do know the source material for this storyline in the book, it was all from secondhand sources in universe. So like, you know, maesters and such writing later, unlike game of Thrones, where it was all, that's all firsthand character stuff. So here we're seeing them have to fill in these characters and events like for real <laughs> in the present tense which is a different feeling altogether from how fire and blood felt and granted they adapt most of those secondhand accounts pretty literally instead of perhaps choosing how to interpret the biases a bit like they don't really deviate from what fire and blood has you know black on white and there are some errors or uh, inconsistencies i guess like the insane tourney scene in episode one that i think was just like a complete disservice to, <laughs> to the world. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, just no, high-born so, nobles does, dying left and right. Does that does that like make any more sense if you view it in the context of this tourney was like especially bloody because it was on the precipice of a civil war? Well, not so much that it's on the prep. No one really is anticipating a civil war yet, quite yet. I don't think, but um, it it is try. They try to frame it as that everyone is um, itching for war, that everyone is really right. um, un- like uncomfortable in peacetime. And so they're willing to, to, you know, to blood each other. And actually like, but it goes too far for the uh, for the way their their society is supposed to work. Because if you had highborn kids dying left or right in this random tourney, there would be fucking war happening. <laughs> <laughs> it they would not right. be they would not be cool with it they would not be cheering not be chill no uh but it, it is framed as like oh there's an excuse in that everyone's you know wrinkled by peacetime everyone's just itching to fight yeah, yeah, yeah. but i can overlook you know like like 
inconsistent stuff like that to an extent, as long as it's not super egregious, just because like, as long as you have some sort of explanation, I guess I can just overlook it. But overall, I think the show is solid and I, all I can hope is that it stays solid. Um, I hope it doesn't shit the bed. <laughs> I'm glad it's good so far. I want, I want it to be good. I just, um, me too. I, they cannot be trusted in my opinion. I'll wait till it ends. I mean, that's, you yeah, know, it's tough because it's a different, it is a different creative team. So you can't really judge them based on what's come before. But also, yeah, I understand that you don't want to be hurt again. That's completely understandable, uh, especially by the same, you know, production. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge, HBO. huge time investment to these shows. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I'm saying obviously. Yeah. House of the Dragon. Um, as for stuff I've been playing. I played a uh, a LucasArts adventure game from 1995 called The Dig. Have you guys heard of this one? Ever? Nobody's heard of it. No? Nobody's heard of that. That's, no. not even, that's not even a real game. It doesn't exist. I'm just making it up. But let's go with it. Let's run with it. Um, it's a uh, point and click. It's a scum engine game. It has some 3D stuff worked on by ILM because... Uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were both kind of involved in the pre-production. It's based on an idea that was originally for Steven Spielberg's show, Amazing Stories, that was on at the time. Uh, and uh, two of his main roles are voiced by Robert Patrick, a.k.a. T-1000, and uh, Steve Bloom, noted voice actor. It was co-written by Spielberg and uh, Brian Moriarty, who's a, an interactive fiction writer, a very prolific guy, and Orson Scott Card, who wrote the dialogue, Orson Scott Card, of Ender's Game and um, Bad Takes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it had a novelization written by Alan Dean Foster, a noted sci-fi author. Just quite an interesting project uh, product overall, I think, sure. just like interesting yeah yeah no, that's cool and as for the game itself uh it's got a nice epic sci-fi scale it's the story is you're the captain of a uh, team of astronauts sent to stop an asteroid from colliding with earth but the nature oh, of the so asteroid uh, armageddon armageddon yeah a little bit but before armageddon um but the nature of the asteroid is not what it seems on the surface bum 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 you know it's actually a uh you know, something more, something easier. It's got a marker on it. <laughs> yeah, a marker. And Necromorphs start popping up. Uh, the game's got a good synth score from Michael Land, who worked on a lot of Lucasy games of the of the period. And overall, I'd say it feels a little on the shallow side uh, in terms of like storyline, because there's no real meat to the sci-fi story. Maybe one or two neat ideas. Um, but basically, like, I, I'd call it Rendezvous with Rama, the Disney version. Rendezvous with Rama being a uh, a novel where a bunch of astronauts are tasked to explore a, an abandoned alien vessel. It's a, it's a nice novel. Classic one. But it's sort of the Disneyfied version of that. It's like everything is a little lighter. It's a little shallower. This uh, game looks heard, really cool. I've heard uh, of it looks nice visually yeah yeah it's like it uh, looks like uh this game could have been made recently in the style of like an older game oh absolutely yeah it looks it, nice and crisp. There is, post what you're looking at 
Yeah. I I love the um you know like the the pixel art of the mid 90s LucasArts game the ones that had a budget I should say. It's good stuff. Um yeah, it reminds me of uh what was that game that trader like game we all played a, a few years back. Uh yeah, the background I'm not a monster. Is oh, monster, right. Is that what it's called? That was 3D, kind but of kind of like sci-fi. voxelized retro. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks nice. There's some really nice uh, environments design and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it certainly doesn't escape being an adventure game from the mid-90s. So like not quite pixel hunting, but a fair amount of searching around for what you could click on and like trial Weird and error. Solutions. Sketchy logic, exactly. Um couple of outright bad puzzles uh so, which makes me think may, may like man maybe i actually didn't have a great time with this game but it's of its era so i can sort of like forgive certain things and i think one can appreciate it as a pleasant enough experience atmospherically um but at this point i don't think anybody really needs to play this it's not like groundbreaking in any particular way but I always wanted to try it out because I was always curious about its, as I said, it's an interesting product of its time. Cool. Cool. Never would have heard about it if it weren't for you. I know. Mr. Patient Gamer, Patience the Game. Um, tells the world. And then the other, the last thing is I played Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Finally. Got around to it. Which what? again, <laughs> finally, you haven't played that game yet. I have never, somehow, never fully played until now. Oh my! I started yeah. playing that for like forty-five minutes. I remember like a month or two ago, <laughs> and I told you at the time I was like, "This has been on my immediate backlog for way too long." So finally, oh, I'm right. getting... I recall this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finally, well, well Doctor Flask, what did you think about Twilight Princess? Uh, just to, uh, I know everyone knows this, but it's the 2006 GameCube slash Wii entry but i played it on gamecube because fuck the entire game is flipped thing they did on wii i don't i don't like that um so but like you've never played that right so like do you know what like can you even tell it's flipped not really no but the entire game is flipped like i just don't it it, that don't get me wrong i played it on gamecube as a kid i can't remember if i I might have downloaded the Wii version. I can't remember which one I downloaded. I had it for the Wii and I didn't care for it. I didn't finish it. Hmm. Well, maybe it's because everything was, was rotated 180 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, the yeah. reason they did that is because um, Link is canonically left-handed. So they designed the entire game around him being left-handed, sword hand. But then they realized late in the production that most people are right-handed and they needed motion controls for the game. So they just literally flipped the entire game is there an option to flip back no not in the weaver no so in if you're the, left-handed you just fucked yeah yeah uh <laughs> in the uh hd remaster for the wii u they um changed it back so that it, it's it's the original version of the map from the gamecube version but if you select hero mode which is like the harder difficulty that flips it like the wii version I think that's so how it is. What the? F- that's weird. Is, is that just because it's harder to hit people because it's not designed for you? I I th- I think I forget the reason, but that's what they did. I believe. 
<laughs> uh, well, maybe maybe they actually changed it so that you know they like redesign enemy pathing or whatever mm. know, the critical design concerns around that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, one thing I was surprised by, I guess I never knew how open the world is in this one. I didn't realize it was as open as oh, it yeah. is. Um, I mean, granted, the density of content per area is not necessarily very high. There's a lot of open space, but uh, there's certainly stuff to find and, you know, ground to cover, obviously. I'm not sure it totally works for the feeling of the game. I think, you know, people who kind of don't don't really feel that that adds much are not wrong. Um, aside from the atmosphere of such a map that you're in this, that you're like in a world, especially in 2006. I mean, re- really, like all of the games are open world in some sense. You know what I mean? True. They usually have like a, a kind of spoked hub approach. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, but this one, I think their their stated goal was like a lot of openness, you know? And right, uh, right, right. I think it does come across. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure saying you totally take works. it wrong. I'm just saying no. it's not totally new vibe, I don't think. True. Well, I, I'm speaking from like so. how I played it as a kid, I guess. I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I could I can understand that too. And uh but the the area transitions are of course uh, an unfortunate necessity of the era. And uh in the second half of the game it becomes basically necessary to use almost exclusively fast travel because like fuck having to fuck, run yeah, everywhere. Fuck, like ten loading screens. Yeah. Um but there's something about the whole world that, that feels a little a little dead or dull. I kind of wish there was more, but you can't. It, it's 2006. You know, what can you expect, really? What can you expect, right? Um, the pacing of the story is is uh, technically pretty standard, but uh, kind of feels stretched out for some reason. I think the dungeons and like the gameplay areas are quite good actually. I, I enjoyed a lot of the mechanics and design. Um, but maybe they feel a little more dour or less whimsical than other Zelda games. Um, yeah, I think it was definitely like less bug collecting would be nice. I, I think <laughs> I think they had even hinted at during the marketing that it was going for a darker tone. Which Oh yeah. Uh, absolutely. This now now is my favorite anecdote about this game. A very popular leak that of course turned out not to be true, but People were going crazy about this about the game was that the intro was going to turn out that uh uh link wakes up and finds that like goblins have raided the town and he goes and kills all the goblins and that's a tutorial for combat and then you <laughs> find out that like you're you've been d- drugged or deluded or mind tricked and all the goblins were the townspeople and link just murdered a town Wait, isn't that an oblivion down. quest <laughs> isn't that exactly an oblivion quest i'm pretty sure that is it sounds it sounds like quest. it but, but <laughs> i know that was like a big leak rumor for twilight princess that's funny because of the quote-unquote darker tone right and that, like i think they went that route because um you know you had the 99 space world demo i think it was 99 where they had uh ocarina of time link and ganondorf sword clashing fighting and everyone like there was a huge up uh a huge uh, hype for that uh, demo, the tech demo. And then the next game was Wind Waker, which <laughs> cartoon personified. Nice. So people were like, you know, the people who uh, didn't care for Wind Waker's aesthetic were like, Where the, where's our dark, realistic, gritty Zelda game? And then so this is like fulfilling. This was like fulfilling the promise of the tech world or the space world demo. Right. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that just the plot of uh, House of M? Or, or 
what's the comic book Wolverine? I think fucking gets uh, off my, fucking rocker. Wolverine gets brainwashed or whatever by Scarlet oh. Scarlet Widow, and it's killing everybody in uh, the fucking that's, college. That's the backstory for the old man Logan storyline. That's what happened oh, before right. the post apocalypse. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Someone just took that and put Link on it. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Yeah, there was a very deliberate, pervasive sense of uh, of like less whimsy <laughs> and so but it sort of makes for like a strained adventure i'd say because i can't exactly pinpoint why but it's just like that feeling of yeah greediness that maybe not completely at home in zelda in my opinion it also leads up to you just cutting down ganon in the uh, middle of a field just decapitating sealing him, him away with magic you just stab no. him in the stomach oh yes and uh, just in fact, let him and just like he just dies yeah. no sealing away no magic just he's dead that is true. Dies on his feet. Uh, but it, it's a good game overall, honestly. there's I think there's even some genuinely good combat later in the game, which kind of surprised me. Um, that's really... It's like got the, really great bosses. It does. Uh, dungeons and bosses, I think, are, are quite good. And they you can feel that with the combat, they really wanted to to be like, this is... You know, remember that Space World demo? This is the, the, that combat, the sword fighting and stuff. Like... Um, uh, a lot of the great, a lot of the uh, the dungeon challenges are great, and like the enemy encounters. But the the first time you face off against a dark nut, who's like a, the the mini boss of his area, I was like, this is too cool for a Zelda game. I really like it. It's like a Dark Souls boss all of a sudden, even though this right. was pre Dark Souls. Um, cool. So yeah, while I'd say that I prefer a slightly more colorful variety of Zelda world, I think the um, the character designs are, are still very good. I, I'm a sucker for this era of character modeling and texturing. Right. Like basically the, this era where um the eyes are like painted on textures on their face model. I love that. I love that type of modeling. Um, and Midna is also, I think, a really good character and helper. It's probably the best in the series. And I think it's kind of shocking. I agree. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you do. I, think I it's, like Midna. Yeah. <laughs> It's shocking to know that she was a later addition to the whole concept. Like they didn't, she wasn't part of the design docs from the start. She was like, Miyamoto basically was like, we don't want people to get bored of looking at Wolf Link's back. So I want someone, a little imp character to ride on his yeah, back. Put a, little, put a little gremlin on top put a, of it. <laughs> put a little gremlin on top of that guy, that boy. Um, and then she became integral to the plot. And it's like funny how integral she is and how good of a character she becomes because of that. And just her personality. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think good game. The impression that I'm left with is good game. Cool. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So I'll next time, eight point eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which which outlet did that? I forget what was that. Uh, that was Jeff Gersman at Gamespot. Okay. That yes. Was one of the reasons he was fired. Right. What was it? What was it? That and Kanan Lynch. Kanan Lynch at the same time. It was like, that and Kanan Lynch. Okay, in yep. tandem. What's yeah. the Kanan Lynch story, really quick? It's, I think he gave Kanan Lynch a six out of ten, and Gamespot told him to increase the score, and he said John, no. Well, t- John, what would you give Kanan Lynch? Which Kane one? Lynch the first one or oh, uh, Kanan Lynch two? Uh, nine out of ten. John, uh, seven, seven five. All right, well, that, that's it. Then he he should have got fired. Well, he started giant bombs. He did all right. <laughs> yeah, it all worked John's out. Number one, Kane Lynch in the fan. timeline. 
So next I move on to right. Skyward Sword. Uh, on what I'm calling Road to the Wilds, basically. <laughs> oh. Skyward Board. Yeah, I was. I thank you, John. I let me tell you, Flash. Are you saying, bought, are you saying that you're going to play that, or you have played that? I am playing it. Okay. Uh, yeah. How are you playing it? Are you going to play it on the Switch? Yeah. HD. Uh, man, I wish I could just send you my copy that I'm never going to play. I uh because I I bought the Switch version and uh, <laughs> okay. I got to this I got to the same spot that I got last time I played it and I just turned it off because I hated it. Yeah, from what I, I do hear, not like that's that game. not a an uncommon take on this game that the boringness. I might but, suggest that we uh move on to or take Skyward Sword, let that bake until you got more chance to play. Oh no, game. I'm not talking about it. That, I'm, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying I'm. I'm on to that. I'm on the road to the wild. Uh, so just wish me luck on my next adventure. And that's it for me. All right. I wish you luck. Thanks, I can't wait to see right. a Breath of the Good Wild. <laughs> Sorry for taking up so much Greg. time. I, I meant to get through that. No, Hello. Good, good oh, you got stuff to talk about, dude. We skipped last I week. I do. True. Yes, I do. It was all interesting stuff. Thank you. Quick, One Piece update, everybody. Woo, One Piece. Yeah. I am on episode six hundred and nine. Oh, there you go, there you go. Uh, I'll You're give you all there. the news. Luffy just died. He succumbed to us. <laughs> he died of he died of exposure. He is dead. Why is he always dying in this show? This is about the third or fourth time he has been killed. So I I see him. The title of the episode was literally "Luffy Dies of Exposure." And I'm like, what the fuck? Exposure? Yeah. Like what a horrid way to go. Much? No, he was uh he was fighting a snow woman who ate the snow snow fruit. Luffy succumbs to frostbite. <laughs> and yeah, he li- literally just died to, of exposure. I was like, all right, poor guy. What if every episode was just <laughs> it, it <laughs> is Luffy chokes on a wishbone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, One Piece, great. Uh, game wise, uh, I've completely forgot about it. Thank God someone wrote it. Uh, but me and Andy, we we did we did a great service. Everybody, we killed thank, thank Hitler. You for your service. Oh, oh, hell yeah! Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Nice. Well, to be fair, we hope it's Hitler. Like we're pretty sure. But yeah, we're, we're pretty know. sure. Wait, uh, what do you mean sure. by that? Oh, could it have been a Doombot? Well, you think? It, you know, you know. Could this just like, be a uh, regular innocent you, person? You guys, you guys might know this by now. But this is Sniper Elite Five that we're playing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. And it happens that like this DLC has been pretty common for the Sniper Elite series. So, in in previous times, Carl has just killed a, a body double of Hitler. <laughs> We're oh. pretty sure we we really got him this time though. This is definitely the, you. the last that's squ- time that Squirrely Fuhrer. Do we we had no we had no reason to think it wasn't Hitler until like the cutscene at the end when the woman was like, "All right, our men are confirming if it was Hitler or not. We'll get back to you." <laughs> yeah, like we're checking his DNA. Wow, you guys yeah. totally you guys did not get him. Sorry. No, I Dude, we brought I brought no, the ball. I brought the no, body the way, back. We're the good. way it happened we was, was hilarious. Um, we we did pretty well up until we got to Hitler's chateau, and we things went tits up as they usually do with me and Greg. Oh, things yeah. were going crazy. We were hiding. Uh, we hid for like five minutes. None of us moving. And I get up and I get spotted, and it's by Hitler. <laughs> yeah. oh, shit. so yeah and, we, I, and i was outside mind you like hitler ran all the way fucking outside <laughs> to find me 
Andy, I can't name this podcast episode Spotted by Hitler. (laughs) I can't do (laughs) it. What happened? Yeah, we we triggered an alarm, and what usually happens is we just separate. So I snuck into the back of the house, and I was looking for Hitler, but I couldn't find him. And then all of a sudden, the mission just completes, and Andy's like, I just gunned him down. He's in the middle of the courtyard, standing over Hitler's body. Like, all right, he went to settle the business himself. It's like justifiable no, manslaughter. He came to me, dude. It was justified. I mean, I, I came to to assassinate him, but dude, he 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 had a gun. He was shooting at me. Self defense. Uh, so, yeah, you killed Hitler in self defense. <laughs> did, did Greg needlessly but patriotically carried his body to the car? Yeah. Well, we needed to prove if it was a body double or not. Right. Yeah, you got DNA tested. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah, a good time, so we yeah, was, we both had to play fun. six pay six dollars for those kind of lame and didn't do the thing where if your buddy owns it you can both play it Aww. but it does not do that thing. Yeah, uh, that's a cool thing. Too bad it didn't do it. We also didn't get invaded once, so either multiplayer's dead or people aren't playing that map. Vito, why have yeah, not we yet probably not playing Hitler? DLC. Smaller pool people. You know what? If you guys that. play, I might play it and try to invade since the multiplayer's dead. And see if I might work. Be, uh, could could work if it's I'll do the yeah. same thing. We need to do it, Vito. Come on, man. We need to finish the fight. I, I, it's still, yeah, still I, I have that. That, that would be a good time to do that, right? Because the game's been out yeah, a while. Done. I have not uninstalled right, it. Plus. Me neither. It's still, still a game I want to keep playing. I, I always have fun playing that. I have four downloaded, Andy. We got to start that. I think I downloaded it. I don't know. Anyway. That's Cyber Elite. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, 14. Oh. Everyone loves it. Uh, really? New patch came out, 6.2. I got to look up the name of it. Uh, hold on. Uh, 6.2, Buried Memory. It is the uh, new patch that came out. Added uh, a lot of new shit, new story, new side quests. It added this main thing called uh, Island Sanctuaries, which is basically just like a little Animal Crossing uh, island they give you. <laughs> and you like can build stuff on it. You can uh, collect animals. Uh, you can release your minions and you can just gather stuff and build houses and all whatnot. It's cool. I've been having a blast. I've been playing that a shitload. That has taken up a lot of my time. Yeah, I kind of totally imagine that grabbing someone like you and just because you're already invested in the 14 like. Yeah. Infrastructure uh, and then that comes along. Oh yeah, dude. Uh I did find out a thing which I'm excited for to get is I can get a bigger uh once I start leveling up my thing more, you unlock more stuff as you get more levels. Uh once I get a large uh trap, I can start catching alligators that pop up on the island. So <laughs> I'm gonna have a big pen of alligators, or that's my plan. Are you gonna are you gonna feed people to these games? Yeah, you know, you feed them uh apples. I feed all my uh-huh. all my animals uh are on an apple based diet. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice, man. Definitely not people. Not enemies. Uh, the story stuff's cool. I don't know if you guys uh, played uh, Final Fantasy IV. Any of you have? No. no. But uh, the uh, the bosses and shit like, that's going on are, uh, like the, I guess, the main bosses from uh, Final Fantasy IV. It's it really, pretty cool. It really does seem like Final Fantasy XIV intends to be like, the Fortnite of its own franchise, <laughs> like just bringing in all all the players, yeah, everybody uh, from every time. Fifteen was there. Uh, they got like you were able to get a car, a lot of stuff. Like it a lot. Oh, uh, but yeah, that's it. 
That's all I got. I really, okay. I, uh, I've done nothing but Final Fantasy. Tried to do the new EX trial, which is insane. You know, I've had a pretty slow month too. I can jump in real quick before the break. Okay. Um, I'm just playing Oblivion. I think I'm pretty much near the end of my fun with that for now. Um, just a few comments. Just read what I said. It's a real shame that they didn't focus more into writing more and writing better. And in general, just more to the game. Like, uh, there's a feeling to it that feels like it just doesn't have all there. Maybe as a ru- at a rush to try to get it out with the console or shortly thereafter. I can't remember. Like shaving um, off to, to get it to have more broader yeah. appeal and get it out. But, you know, like, I, I kind of just had a feeling like I did the major guilds and everything and then it was like this game really just has like the guilds then the main quests and like a small handful of random other things you know what i mean i felt like and maybe i'm just exaggerating but i feel like in morrowind like i would just stumble on quests left and right it was just an insane amount more content there at least it felt like you know um and i get it oblivion had things morrowind doesn't like the um loops the loops was the big thing, like how NPCs have schedules mm. and follow them and go to certain places at certain times. I, I remember all the and outlets talking impressive. about that. It's not like gaming magazines being like, oh, yeah, innovation. That is impressive. I'm just saying I, I'm I sad it wasn't made more for me. One thing that I do think is just straight bad game design, though, is I hate that uh, skills don't matter. Um, and like uh, gradually, rather, they only matter if you've crossed uh, level 25, 50 or 75 or 100. Cause like, come on, man! Like, Morwen had it figured out. I guess I get that normies can't handle dice roll systems, but you know, at least it'll make me feel like more of a wizard wizard at level seventy four destruction than I do at level fifty one. You know what I mean? And the game doesn't. Yeah, if they had somehow like kind of made it made it less like an actual dice roll, but also kept like the behind the scenes mechanics. That probably would have been the best of both worlds. Yeah. So that you're not like missing uh, cliff racers with like five out of seven swings. But also it's like there's more complex or complexity behind the scenes of what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with that. Uh, but yeah, I'm moving on. I don't know what else to. Oh, where are you? By well, the way. Like you said, you're about done with your fun. Did you finish the main story? No, I'm like maybe halfway through the main story. Okay, um, but I've done most of all the other guilds. Um, I do think that this mod list is really cool, but I've just kind of reached the point where I'm like, man, I've been playing a lot of Oblivion. There's a lot of games I'm not playing right now. I should mm-hmm. try to do something else for a while. Maybe you should uh, like. Were you were you planning initially to do the DLCs, or did you not even? Think about that. I have them all installed and everything. But, okay, you just uh, might and not I, get I to played, them. I played uh, Shivering Islands as a kid, mm-hmm. so like I, I, I remember you know the whole thing with Shayagorath and all that. Right, you got it. Okay. I've never played Knights of the Nine, but I do have that installed. Uh, anyway, other than Oblivion. I've been playing a little bit of The Long Drive, an early access game that was released initially in 2019. Uh, How bad is it? Well, this is a game that I really want to like, and there are moments 
that I do really like. I I really enjoyed um the very beginning of the game when you're just loading the car and getting everything ready. There's a certain like amount of like fun there is with the interacting with the game's physics and like just emergent hilarity. Sometimes it comes with that kind of shit. Um if you've seen my summer car, it's it's a similar drive, similar vein, but um the long drive is just a game where you drive basically down a long, long road. Um, and it's not nearly as serious as summer cars, like an actual car enthusiast game, right? Or am I wrong? More so. Oh, it uh, could be. I mean, it, it you got to know an engine. You got to know how an engine. Like it's actually difficult build to build an a engine. car yeah. in that game, and it takes a lot of time. That is the game, building the car. Yeah. Um, Are there any turns in the but, road on the long drive? No. No, okay. Not, I mean, there's there's gradual okay curves okay. and such. There's no like turns, turns. There oh, are, you, of course, random cars. fucking rocks that spawn in the middle of the road that'll <laughs> break your car. Uh, I I installed a mod to remove those, but ultimately, like the game does not ever uh, stop feeling broken. It doesn't ever stop feeling like it's really really underbaked. And I get it. It's like one or two guys making it. Um. But it's on the store, early access for $12, so I'm going to, you know, treat it like it's a game. Uh, it kind of sucks. It's it's really disappointing, really. There, there's there's almost no system in the game that I feel like works well or is, like, fully thought out. The moments of fun I have when I'm, like, scavenging and everything or, like, when I'm just driving at night with my mod on, of course, um, they're kind of just undercut by, like, this persistent feeling of, like, okay, there's really no point to me doing any of this like i i have you know there's a slight survival system of the game that like is super easily overcome there's almost just no you know if when you drive 10 kilometers and you see a couple buildings you pretty much know like the gist of all the content you're going to get for the next several thousand miles if you were to play through the whole game uh which which there is no game i mean it's not like anything special happens when you get to 100 or 500 or a thousand yeah, I was something say, sometimes is that the point? Com- com- would you, like what just so the story therein is that um you get a letter saying come visit me from mom and she's at the end of a very long road um Inside but there the is game. no there, there is there actually is no ending to the game right now okay if you drive 5000 kilometers the road just ends um so the point is the long drive just it's just like just driving that. yeah just fun for the just, sake of just just fun. driving with with the with the sake of like scavenging shit. But like it, you say that Vito, but like you've also played like thirty minutes of it. I played like several hours. No, so I mean, like, I mean just, I'm just describing the the premise of the game. It's just there's there's literally no end game. I'm, you know, it's just you play for the sake of the the fun you might have. That's it. Yeah, I'd like if somebody like chased you or something. Like no, like you said, there's, there's, there's like no, there's like no game really. But yeah, I mean, it's if you're in a just being silly. Yeah, and you just a tiniest bit of game. Yeah, that's not what, what, what is there to be in silly though, Vito? Like almost nothing. Like, oh hey, I can hit, I can hit B a couple times to take a shit. I can hit P to P to piss. I mean, what, what I'm getting at is that like this is a game that like if it was a complete game that fully realized all the things it was doing. I would probably really enjoy it. It would be a very funny and fun game. But, like, I just can't get over the jank. Um, I would be down to play a multiplayer, but the multiplayer is, like, so broken. I also feel like, what's the point? 
Yeah, I heard you guys having trouble with trying to do that one. Just gotta let it quit crashing. Yeah, it's funny. It says, um, like, this is the progress three years in early access. Like, I don't think this game's getting done. It actually says in the um, in the early access blurb that they were supposed to have this full release by end of 2020. <laughs> hey, we're working on it. That's and then the there's past. an edit that says, or 2021. So hopefully that's also expected another know, edit COVID soon. was a thing, right, Beto? I know because you pretend to have it every other week. Dude, I but, mean, uh, what better excuse to sit home and make a game, though? No? I mean, it's it's stuff like, at first you, you have all these car parts around you, but they don't matter. You're, you're, you could just, your car doesn't naturally deteriorate. It doesn't naturally wear. If you crash, you can just put the part back on. Oh, I got to get gas. But after like two or three stops, you have like more than enough gas you need. You could just start skipping places if you wanted to. Like what I'm getting at is that like the game is just so underbaked. Like, I don't know. For at least for me, I couldn't find the fun for very long. Yeah, it sounds when like I did find it. It was, it was, it was, it was cathartic, but. That didn't, that feeling didn't last for long. And I certainly would not recommend this in its currently say to anybody, uh, and, and certainly certainly not at a twelve dollar price tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve dollars seems a bit steep. It's it seems like definitely from what I'm hearing is that you can have fun with it, especially if you're with friends. But even then, it's broken and like it's not even worth really like delving into like you know as a as a. I guess that's kind of a good way to say it. Like there's there's certainly if you want something like this just buy my summer car at a similar price really and, and get like a much more realized and and uh um or desert game, bus in early access or desert bus <laughs> if you just want like literally just experience. driving <laughs> which nothing, which but... when this game like that's maybe the best way to say it when this game works it's at best a nothing experience and when it's not a nothing experience it's just frustrating desert bus with more steps Basically, oh, we in its current state. Boston VR. <laughs> that all that being said, Greg and Vita, if you guys are motivated, I would try to get multiplayer. But I, I, I think it'll just be busted as hell. All right, all right. That's all I got. Yeah. With that, let's take a little break. Want to go <clears> on a <throat> drive during the break? No, like a- short one. No. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you'd want to play no. a multiplayer short drive with me, but no. you know, <laughs> what can I say? You know, I can't force no. you. Where's that John character? The dogs finally won. And the dogs began to smell him. Oh, there he is. Welcome back. And welcome back, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. Vito, Thanks. what do you got? <laughs> what do you got this week? What do I got? Well, I already spilled my guts um, earlier. It's gross. But, uh, other than Sandman, uh, me and Andy went back. Well, Andy went back and I started watching Twin Peaks from uh, we started episode one. I'd never seen the show. Andy's waiting to watch season three. Yeah. I've watched the first eight episodes of season three, but I'll I'll wait until you're caught up. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't mean you have to wait for me, but I yeah. So you haven't finished the show though, and uh, yeah, we went back, and I'm sure it's fun for you to rewatch the show, and I'm watching it for the first time. 
And uh, I'm really digging it. Definitely catching more stuff. Yeah. Good. Uh, I really like it. Um, motivated to keep watching it. It's just, um, I think you, you said all these things. It's just it's super charming. The characters are are great. They're fun to watch. I love you know Dale Cooper, Big Ed, um, Big Ed. I like all the all the uh, the Bookhouse Boys. Hell um, yeah! Everybody's everybody's great. Uh, the show, it, you know, it comes down to the vibes. Um, the soundtrack, the, you know, cinematography, the, the small town itself, uh, and the quirkiness in these characters. And, you know, of course the, um, the very hyper surreal scenes that, um, happen sometimes very weird, weird stuff that leaves you scratching your head and doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Um, and maybe some of it will be explained later. Maybe not. Um, what the hell are the owls? What are the owls? Um, I guess I I could talk any spoilers of season one, part of season two, I'm sure. Right. Anybody care about twin two piece spoilers? Uh, Well, twin shits. No, I I don't care about it. I still intend to watch season three, but that's all. That's I just haven't watched. Okay. That well, yet. well, I, we're, certain, we're certainly not going to talk about that for a while. Right, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't even have anything backed up. I just in case something comes up, I don't want to uh, spoil for somebody. But um, yeah, uh, really liking the show, and and I talked to Andy about this. That um, you know, you you can't you can't separate the mystery, the murder mystery, from the show. It's an integral part of the show, and and everything kind of revolves around that the characters and the behaviors are that they're revolving around the murder of this young girl laura palmer um in a town where i guess things like this don't happen um you can't separate that murder mystery from the show um so i'm exaggerating to a certain extent but i do think the murder mystery itself is like one of the least interesting parts of the story and it's still fun um, but I'm far more enamored by the characters, the town, and just the overall vibe than I am with knowing who killed Laura Palmer. Um, right. And I think the reason for that at this moment is that, and, and moment is um, a couple episodes in this, into season two, um, that um, I guess there are a number of bad characters in the show and you can reasonably identify them as being bad like almost as soon as you meet them in the first episode. And at this moment in the show, it turns out that all of those characters seem to have been involved with the death of Laura Palmer, indirectly or directly. So... I don't think... I think you're exaggerating a little bit with that. I am. I'm exaggerating a little bit. and and, And then... I'm exaggerating. And then also there is at this moment, some unknown man who we've only met through visions of by certain characters and he's involved as well. Um, and yeah, that, that's just how I feel right now that I, I guess I, I don't really care so much about who killed Laura Palmer for whatever reason. I do care about seeing the mystery unfold and how it's going to affect these characters. And I really enjoy Dale Cooper's um, 
unorthodox way of like solving this thing through his his dreams and his visions that he just takes at face value and other characters seem to take at face value. I really dig that. He's an iconic um, character. Yeah, he's super cool. And um and so are the moments where the book has boys plus Albert um and the other FBI guys who are helping. I enjoy the moments where they're piecing things together and going over the evidence. So like I said, you can't you can't separate the murder mystery from the show and I I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. I'm just saying that um I'm not you know um what's the word uh chomping at the bit to know who killed Laura Palmer. And I think you put it well last night Andy when you said that maybe it's it's the show I don't know if you'd say they know this but the show wants you to be more interested maybe in in not why Laura Palmer was killed by or sorry not not why this unknown man may have killed Laura Palmer which I guess I don't know that he did yet but what like what is he what what entity well, I, is I, this I think the I think the why is important it's more of like the fact that who who killed Laura Palmer I think is like the surface level mystery right Right. Like, no, you, you're I, th- right, I think yeah. you. I think you can know who killed him. All I was saying is that what the show's actually showing you is meant for you to start asking, "What is he?" And and you just said it well. Why did he kill her? Right. That that's what I meant to say. And um, and that is that is compelling. That that is interesting. Um, and, and you know, having you frame it that way though actually maybe is not how I was thinking. And and now I'm excited to to go back into the show. With that, with that mindset, he's he's not just some fucking random guy that's just gonna show up and been like, oh, I was hiding in Pete Martell's barn the whole time. <laughs> right. Like well, I that's said, what I was like. I said, about. I I think I think you're jumping to conclusions a little bit and like maybe thinking too hard about where you think it's going. Like, just take it in; it's a vibe. But just rest assured, at least for me, I think it has a satisfying enough resolution. Yeah, in, I mean, I and I, I believe you, and and I am. You know, for the most part, I'm really just sitting back and taking it. I'm not really trying to make sense of this because that is what I'm hearing you know, from I, you. This. I know that the show has a reputation, and David Lynch has a reputation of being, you know, some things don't have answers, and 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 a lot of things you're not going to see coming. So I'm ready for that. But you know, the observant part of me, you know, I think I've been burned in the past by mystery stories, and I think one of my least favorite tropes is like the bad guy is somebody we haven't met and that always bothers me so at this moment we're like in that territory but i don't believe that i'm going to be disappointed um because because of you know your testimony pretty much everything like every everybody that you need to know to figure this out you met in the pilot episode it's just you know, the rest of the show has been expanding on that, and eventually you'll get there, I think. And it, it, it's satisfying, like I said. Cool. So, Andy, um, yeah, um, you said you 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 are waiting to watch these first two seasons with Vito again, and then uh, you guys will no. watch season three. Is that what you said? That, that's what that is what I said. Okay. Oh, I, but you're not purposefully waiting for me. Part I thought. I thought it just yes. happened to be that. Oh, you are? Okay. Well, we'll, we'll oh, get through. Then. No, well, that was not the original plan. 
No. I mean, I was just, I watched episode eight, which was really compelling, and I just haven't picked up the time to watch episode nine. And then you start watching Twin Peaks. And I was like, oh, it'll be fun for us to, fun for you to get to this mind-blowing episode. Like, might as well just with me. roll back through it again. And then we can pick it up from there. That'd be a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, I'm hoping we're going to blow through this. At the moment, I really just want to keep watching the show. I know you said that later in this season, there's some bad episodes. Um, I was going to say, there's like a stretch of like 10 episodes that we could probably just have on in the background while we're playing shit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's disappointing. Hopefully that won't knock me off. I'll look up, <laughs> when we get closer to that point, I'll look up better what episodes those are. Um, yeah, and I was just going to comment on what you were saying. I think that the tension you're picking up, you know, this like feeling that you get where like, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like the direction it's going in. You know, to just some background is that David Lynch actually never wanted to solve the murder on screen. He didn't think it was important uh, who killed her. Hmm. Um, yeah, that, that the, is fact, the fact that the murder was resolved is, is a network meddling. And is a big reason why David Lynch leaves the show for a while, thus dipping the quality in season two. He comes back for the final episode. And it's really oh, wow. good. Wow. Yeah, I think I think that that does say a lot. Um, not not to shit on Mark Frost, the other co-runner of the show. Um, I think that he Mark Frost is primarily responsible for like the soap opera stuff, and uh, he he kept the ship running when David Lynch left and. There's still some good stuff in that stretch of episodes on Earth is good, for sure. So, not saying Mark Frost hasn't been a tribute to Twin Peaks and isn't one of the leaders of the show. Just saying, you know. I, um, just one last point for me about this is that it's also fun watching the show because, you know, I've heard a lot of things about the show. It's very, very, uh, what's the word? Uh, whatever it's a very popular show and um it's had a lot of influence over a lot of other stories and games and movies and stuff like that so it's cool watching this because now i'm kind of seeing that you know where a lot of influence of, of certain things i like come from like for instance mm-hmm. and I, I know um it's not just twin peaks i know like uh i'm sorry greg is just playing control today and, you know, I'm watching him play and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, this has a lot of Twin Peaky vibes. I know there's a lot of like other influences in there as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just cool. Yeah, like Richard cool Bachman. You guys keep talking about this Richard Bachman. <laughs> Who is Richard Bachman? It's it's a pseudonym that Stephen King wrote a handful of novels under in the 90s. It's just Stephen King. Ah. Um, yeah, so like Richard Bachman. That's what I was going to say, like Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, the reason I asked about your plans, Andy, is because I think you guys should just tell me when you get to season three and then I'll, I'll watch it You'll with hop you in. guys. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do cool. it. I, okay, yeah. so you asked me about this like when you, when, you were, when you were going to watch season three on your own, and I just was like not in the mood at all. I think I might be in the mood now. Or like maybe you guys have broken me. <laughs> you should over, uh, over this campfire. You should definitely jump on the ship when we watch Firewalk with me. Okay, I mean I've seen um, it, but yeah, sure, I'll watch it again. I've seen that movie twice now. I think, oh. yeah, twice, twice. And I, 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 I was hesitating because I saw Once in Broken Sittings. Uh, I and I, I really, really like it. I think it's a really good movie. 
But okay. just it's a shame that it requires watching two seasons of a television <laughs> show to then appreciate it. But it's really good. Um, I could do that. I think you'll like it on a rewatch. All right, just so yeah, just especially let me know. like like. A big part about it is that it's a prequel movie, and I think a lot of people hated it on release because it doesn't answer any fucking questions, um, <laughs> which must have really burned if you liked the show that got canceled and then this movie about came out a year later. You're expecting it to resolve all your questions, you know? Yeah. So I think it'll burn a lot less in that way, knowing there's a season three, you know? There's more out there. Yeah. I can see that. Sorry, Vito. What what else you got? Um, that was the big one. Then uh, I finally picked up Enter the Gungeon, and uh, you know, John's been recommending that for a while. Uh, hey. Hey. Enter the Gungeon. Um, Enter the Gungeon. And uh, it just kind of sucks. It's just not really that good. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was my impression too. <laughs> yeah. A real, a real long drive of a very game. Very good you know troll, I mean. guys. Very good troll, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's it. I wish I was Dungeon with the Gungeon, personally. Nice. I'm just kidding. The game I really is... like that one. Thanks. Game. Game. I'm got a good ender to this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Should we just no more need be said. Enough said. Alright. As uh, Stan Lee would say. No, I'm kidding, dog. What else? What's, what's Gungeon like? What's it like? Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a roguelike with uh, guns I meant more like in a dungeon. Since, you know, no, I know. Sorry, I should have um, been playing Haiti. But I, I guess I should back to like a, a roguelike from a few years ago. Right. Yeah, I, I don't really want to talk too uh, too much about it. It's been out for a while. You know, everyone should know it's a roguelike. And uh, I guess what I re- I like the most about it is well, the actions. The, the gameplay is a lot of fun. It's very addicting. It's very hard. Really fucking hard. Um, it's like part bullet it's hell. It's a toughie. Part girl, yeah, it's fucking hard. And um, I just love the the list, the long, long list of guns that you can pick up. And a lot of them are wacky. A lot of them are referential to guns in other video game series or or shows. Um, yeah, it's just just uh, a lot of fun. I'm glad I finally got around to it. Congratulations, you gun. Cool. You have any interest in doing that co-op at some point, uh, John, or not really? Uh, I yeah, I give it a try. Or Andy would. I, uh, no, I, think, I, thought... I think I will, John. You can sit down. Uh, no, no, actually, well, yeah, I think okay, I will, okay. Andy. That's yeah. fine. Oh, I'll I'll okay. I'll, yeah, no, I'll go ahead, Greg. Greg. Yeah, yeah. I'll pick up Greg. It's good. It's fun because it's one of these, you know, Steam and roleplay games, so only one person needs to have it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I had a lot of fun playing co-op with Zach and Eric. It's a very fun co-op experience. Um, I do not like that it forces one player to use keyboard and mouse and one player has to use a control. Like, I guess what I'm saying is you can't both be using keyboard and mouse, which I think is the best experience. Um, you could be the most accurate with the mouse. So that was a little annoying. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And... I think that's all I got for today. All right, cool. Congrats. Well, last, but certainly, certainly, absolutely, in the very, not the very least at all. It was Flask. Oh, me again? All right, what you got, Flask? 
You've been playing City of Heroes? Yeah, I've been playing City of Heroes. I'm uh, using a kidding. character named uh, Stink, Stink, Stink Magoo. Oh, nice. best friend of Septic 2, I see. Oh, yeah. man, you know, I I did forget to mention the last thing on my docket. Can I mention it really quick? Oh, yeah. I'll go. I'll go fast. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I doubt it. I had by far my favorite Xbox Game Pass uh, day one game launch bug of all time. Um, this, you know, how like day one games on Xbox Game Pass like almost certainly are broken. I don't know why. Oof. They just like don't check these things or or whatever the case is. But um, Midnight Fight Express just came out on Game Pass. I played a little bit of it. Um, and when you launched the game, this was literally like the day it came out. Uh, maybe things have changed. Uh, you get to the loading screen. It tries to load your game save. Whether or not you have one, it just says loading game save. And it just gets stuck there. And you can't progress to the main menu. You can't play the game. As far as I know, this was just like an actual game-breaking bug. There was no way to play that game that day. Yikes. Um, uh, unless you Googled <laughs> for a fix to get around this and found that somebody figured out that if you go to your Xbox uh, gamer profile and change your profile picture and then reboot the game, it will work. <laughs> that's a good one. So that's what I did and it worked. And I, I, my mind was fucking blown. And actually, it's a little upsetting because I had the same gamer picture for like nearly like two decades at this point, and I had to change it. I could just change it, like back. for your so Xbox, I'm making life. a lot out of nothing. Yeah, account. Okay. But, um, and you know what's actually even funnier? Sorry, I know this is a ridiculous story. Somebody messaged me. One of my old friends from, from Xbox Live messaged me, and he goes, he goes. Uh, Yo, sick Xbox Live gamer, your sick profile picture, bro, or something like that. <laughs> like, nice. So it just added insult to injury. That somebody noticed that my my profile picture changed. Um, that is funny. Just so I could play this this stupid game. You know what else is funny? Yeah. That that Midnight Fight Express is the first in the um the humble bundle like games pack that is coming to Game Pass Day One. Like it's the first in some kind of humble bundle effort. It's like seven oh, okay. seven games launching on Game Pass Day One. That Midnight Fight Express is the first one of those. So it comes oh, out and just good, fumbles and falls good, on his uh, fucking face. Yeah, That's the funny. game itself was fine, but it was it was broken, and uh, I just thought that was hilarious. Hilarious, even that somebody figured out that that would work. I don't even know how people find out these things. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, anyway, Flask, what do you got, pal? I said City of Heroes, Stink Magoo. He's uh he's he's the hero for me and you. He lives in the sewer I wanna hear, and he likes to poo. Well, well, since you brought up City of Heroes, I'm gonna cut you off, Flask, because I'd like to hear from the real hero himself. Is it John? John? Okay, yeah. All right, uh, all right, you. fine. I was really yeah. tempted to say somebody else that time, but I, <laughs> <laughs> it would have just dragged you know, us out a, a little group of too long. Who said they wanted to make this the quick one? You guys don't seem I like you want to make it the quick one. John, you're so right. But I'm going to go so quick here, it's going to make up for it. Not really, because you guys went long. Uh, I'm playing City of Heroes still. Uh, I got my guy to max level, so now I'm doing like the end game content. Basically like uh, decking out a, a like, pretty much like a set of new gear. I'm still really digging it. Still a lot of people playing. 
Uh, you know, we get some of the boys to play every now and then. Oh, so that's good. Uh, in TV news, I didn't watch any of the shows you guys mentioned. <laughs> I did <laughs> watch Ted Lasso. It's only got two seasons out. Oh, yeah. Is the award-winning comedy show that is stuck on Apple TV Plus, unfortunately. <laughs> True. Uh, has anybody seen this show? Does anybody know anything about it? I watched it? the first season. I know season. of it. I just haven't watched no. it. It's the uh, soccer show. With, yeah, uh, Ted Lasso Jason. is like an American football coach, and he gets hired to team a coach of uh, soccer players in London. You know, hilarity ensues. Worlds collide. Uh, but it's pretty good. I watched both the seasons that are out. There's only had two seasons out. And I give them a thumbs up. First season, definitely more than the second season. It's just a good, wholesome show to watch. And That's then, what I heard about it, that it's, yeah. it's wholesome. It is. And then season three yeah. is the last one. They know that already. They're like, we're good. It's going to be the last um, one. And then other than that, I mean, I watched She-Hulk, but uh, we talked about that already. Yep. She, um, She-Hulk, indeed. She-Hulk thought it was fine. I think that's it. Oh, I guess that was a pretty lame round table. No, that was breezy. No, that was a great round table, and it was fine and short and succinct, and I appreciate that. Try to add, can you add? Can you try to add another 20 minutes to it? News! All right, news. news. All right, top of the list, fellas, we got to talk about Gamescom. Uh, So, Flask, you have a list. I also have a list. Uh, Your list is longer than my list and contains all my items, right? Well, actually, it's slightly different from your list, but there is definitely a lot of crossover. It's just a little different. All right, well, let's let's trade off then. I'll I'll start with Fortnite Theft Auto, which I'm calling um, Everything. Oh I yeah, think is what it's called everywhere. Which is the game from the former everywhere, sorry, uh, which is the f- uh, game from Leslie Benzies, formerly from Rockstar. Some say a huge part of the Rockstar identity, which to me looks like if somebody took a Grand Theft Auto and wanted to do a Fortnite. Isn't that what Grand Theft Auto is now? I, no, I meant more like aesthetic and just like total wacky, cartoony shit going on. I'm seeing it now, yeah. Okay. It's got like sci-fi planets shooting nightmares. It's kind got of, everything. It's literally everything. It looks like not a real game to me. <laughs> it does not look real at all. It looks That's like no. a made-up I want to see like gameplay of it because also in the trailer, it switches art styles like two or three times, which is very no. weird. Really? Yeah, dude. It's like cartoony at a point, and then it turns like really, like kind of like realistic. Realistic? Oh yeah, I see what you're you're talking about. Huh? Yeah, I don't know what to think about this one. I'm not. Excited. I just want to. I just wanted to mention it because Rockstar. Sure. Um, we've we've actually heard about this game for a while and talked about it a little bit. Oh, I don't but even then know we have uh, Greg on my. Oh, sorry. No, we're trading <laughs> off. It's your turn. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, we have the sequel to Lords of the Fallen called The Lords of the Fallen, which is the fucking <laughs> most hilariously it was actually, terrible it sequel It actually name. used to be called Lords of the Fallen 2. They changed it from that to The Lords of the Fallen. I think oh 2 would have been a much better name for the sequel to Lords of the Fallen than The Lords of the... That's always such a bad decision. Like, just for, for, for uh search results alone you don't want to do that but right. getting me a pass like to the the aesthetic appeal of it is just awful anyway i don't even care about this franchise or these games but like 
Good lord. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's horrible. Bad marketing. Bad marketing. Andy, we got we got Space PUBG. Space PUBG. PUBG. Gameplay? We got some new uh, <laughs> gameplay Callisto Protocol. Oh, Technically, uh, it's, it's not it's not in the, in the PUBG. It's no longer in the PUBG. This looks sick. I uh, cannot wait to. Looks like Dead Space. Me and, me and Greg are big Dead Space Callisto. Me and Greg and fans. Flask, you mean, idiot. And Flask. Jerk. We saw some stealth. Piece of we crap. saw the same old Dead Space we throwing people around. Stuck up in a fan and chopped up. That was lot pretty of, nuts. Yeah, a lot of environmental kills. Um, visceral combat. Yeah. Dead Spikes. Space, Dead Space 4. Or 3? Dead Space 3? No, there was a 3. Uh, no, it's... It was the three. weakest entry. Dead Space 4. Yes. Right. And then, uh, uh, yeah, your turn. Oh, sure. Uh, new Tales from the Borderlands, which we knew was coming, but it's uh, the new the Tales from the Borderlands sequel from Gearbox this time, not Telltale. And uh, it's hard to represent this type of writing. I think that like that this game would ideally have in a uh, in a trailer. To be honest, like how do you represent good witty comedy? Game? Yeah, like a story, good characterization in a few minutes of trailer that's supposed to be like punchy, you know? So I, I don't have hope, but who knows at this point, like if it's even going to be well-written because the trailer does not really do it in any favors. It's not bad, but it ain't like funny or good, but who knows? Okay. Interesting. Next of mine was Hogwarts legacy. Uh, uh, it was a narrative trailer showing off the story a little bit, and I gotta say, it's it's really working for me. I'm not even I'm not even memeing. Um, I think I think it sounds good so far. Well, we've been uh, we've been optimistic about this one. I think we, we've been hoping it's hoping it all works out because it would be nice I, if it did. I, I pulled out a line: "A spell that could save your life shouldn't be unforgivable." Um, <laughs> which, man, if that's the way they're taking dark side of this game. Uh, I'm gonna have a hard time not being a dark wizard because uh, right, that, like <laughs> that, that. You know what I mean? That's like rational Harry vibes right there. Yeah, like Kotor two levels of of grayness in, in yeah, the Hogwarts no, or in the uh, Harry Potter I'm, universe. I'm super down for that. That is funny. Yeah, I hope this one turns out good. I'm just looking. It's looking cool. Looking good so far. Cool. I think. Uh, what was it? February release window? February 23, something like I think, that. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, well, I think they have a date, but yeah, I think it's February. Or no, maybe it's January. I don't know. Definitely next year, though. Early next year, yeah. All right, Flask? Uh, so, Under the Waves is the Quantic Dream new game. But I, So, I like underwater games and a, uh, a narrative adventure underwater game with ghosts sounds especially up my alley. I mean, like, that's... Whew, that appeals to me. But Quantic Dream make unfortunate games so i am less sad about them being the people behind this thing that looks cool to me so i don't really have any uh any expectation that it'll be good i just like i just like this whole aesthetic though <sighs> yeah no i thought the game looked cool quantic dream puts out some good stuff sometimes well, let's just play soma again flask i wish i could play it for the first time again but you know we can't go back. I still haven't played it. You could, you um, could slam your head really hard on a wall. I could do that. Yeah. 
Sorry. Maybe after the podcast. Brandon Sanderson and Subnautica developers have come together to make a Warhammer-like strategy game called Moonbreaker. Brandon Sanderson is uh, providing the game's lore. I was really surprised because like, when you see the trailer, I, granted, I'm not that familiar with Brandon Sanderson's work. I still haven't read like all of his stuff. but uh, No, I, I do not imagine him doing Warhammer stuff, right? Yeah, it came across as more like... Um, I don't know, like uh, fun and and jovial and like right um, modern quippy. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. I, I than, feel you. Yeah. I would expect him, but maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I just don't know. All right, the Flash, gameplay mechanics. That was like the that's the tabletop right. one, right? The, like yeah, all the pieces are or the all the characters are pieces on a like a. A game board it looks like there's some reason cool I thought it had like a card, a card thing to it. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but there was something about it that turned me off when I looked into it a week or two ago. I didn't Probably pay enough attention. Um, the the last one that's unique to my list is uh, Scars Above, which is first of all like half cool, half funny as a name. Just it's just like a play on words, Scars Above. Um. But uh, it certainly looks like a like a sci-fi action mystery thing. Um, seemingly, the developer Madhead has uh, has made a ton of hidden object games to this point. So this is like their first big project like this. But I'm always like, you know, peeking at a, a game that has this genre and um, content to it. You know, sci-fi mystery stuff. This could be. It's always a could be. Uh, cool. That is a funny name. Scarface. <laughs> Scarface. I'm not gonna lie. I I did write down the actual title of this game, but next I have uh, uh Geppetto of the Abyss, aka po- Pinocchio oh, Souls. Lies of P. Lies of P. Yep. Uh, you know, we were kind of memeing about this being Pinocchio Souls, and I was kind of like half big attention until I saw this trailer, and it's like, no, it. It literally no, is it's... just a Dark Souls game, like exactly like a Dark Souls oh, yeah. game. I thought that was clear you're playing from as Pinocchio. First, uh... It is Pinocchio Bloodborne. It's been like that the entire time. It's very much. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm down, right? Like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm surprised it got like a slot of games. Like, I always thought it was more of a an indie title than this, you know, than than having a a showcase segment at a yeah. big game showcase. I guess the buzz has done its work. What else you got, Flash? Oh, no, that's it for my unique stuff. You can just keep going. Oh, okay, couple. okay. Uh, next is Killer Clowns from Outer Space is probably, well, maybe oh. the most surprising thing from the show. There were two big surprising <laughs> the headline things. title from this conference. Yeah. Uh, asymmetrical Horror wait. Game 3v7, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Three, three clowns, seven, three seven, clowns. Uh, seven lads. I'm very excited. This is I like I like Killer Clowns a lot. It's a great, very uh, good old movie. Yeah, me and Greg were yeah, it looks cool. Looks cool. Collectively this is reeling the same. when the trailer played, we were just like, "What? <laughs> Killer Clowns game? How out yeah, of nowhere?" Yeah, I would if you you asked me to name like any horror game they'd make, I, Killer Clowns would have never like even come across in my head. I respect it. It's a risky. It's a risky one. Risky, oh, but, and I oh, think it'll be the cool. studios like yeah. fucked us in the past, though, right? So we're a little yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's a new studio. 
I think. I think. Oh yeah, that's not the Friday thirteenth guys. Uh, I don't think so. No, because oh, they're making sorry. Texas Chainsaw. I think, chainsaw I think they're working on yeah Texas Chainsaw. Oh my my bad. Confused confusion. No, I mean, uh, this is like when I when I heard about this, my immediate optimistic take was that. Uh, it is a property that, like, why would you make this game unless you, like, really loved this property, you know? So, I, I'm hoping this is going to be a labor of love and that it'll turn out good. Yeah, that's a good, like, observation that point. you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't get this property and then make something out of it so long after the, the movie if you didn't care about it to some extent. I hope that's the case. Do you do? I think so. I don't know if anybody's counting on cashing in on Killer Clowns. No, no. Like, not that it's not a beloved cult classic, but I don't know. It's going to have a um, profit generator on its own. <laughs> right. Um, the game is going to have character classes, a randomly generated map, which sounds like there's one map that changes every game. And it's going to be a live service title. So they're going to add content to it, obviously, as like a pass type thing or something. Not a pass, but like a consistent, continual influx right. of content. The clown battle pass. The clown battle pass. And the finally, class. Maybe even more surprising than that, Dead Island Two was announced again. Yeah, this brought this and this little. It's this actually little coming spark. out in a few months. This little spark in my cold dead heart. It's been shambling forward uh, for years. We've just been like, like yeah, right at every decade, year. Yeah. Uh, I never played Dead Island One. I think I'm an exception on that. I think the rest of you guys did. Uh, it, was, it was all right. It was yeah, fun. It was fun. All right. All right. Good with friends. Yeah. What do we think? What are we thinking about Dead Island Two? Uh, if it's on Game Pass, hell yeah, dude. But I ain't got that. I actually didn't watch boy, the trailer. Man. I'm not expecting much. I don't know what the trailer. It just it really looks cool? like it looks like Dying Light, maybe without yeah. the parkour. So yeah. Which di- the original Dying Light looked like Dead Island, so that's with <laughs> that makes sense. That's that's all I have from Gamescom. Yep, some of the stuff could be fun. <laughs> yeah, try try again next year, Europe. <laughs> yeah, Germany. Yeah, okay, Germany. <laughs> that's the official, uh, official take of Broken Campfire. Try again, Kotor remake. Uh, has officially shifted development to Saber. Um, that, that's been confirmed. It, it was seemed like pretty sure thing last time we talked. This about This is the it. cancel game, right? It has not well, been canceled. The indefinitely it delayed is, that is now shifted. Yeah, indefinitely not delayed, but now whatever. It now seems to be an active development. So it's kind of like a double edged sword because not not to disparage a company in in a different country, but Saber is an Eastern European company. A developer, which is you know, there's no reason they can't make a, a fine game, but it is going to be kind of a different, I don't know, development uh, ethos perhaps or like like culture than the American studio Asper, which apparently made a terrible vertical slice. So that's the kind of the double edged sword part. Is like if they made something really bad that immediately got them dropped, then good riddance, you know? Yeah, for sure. So we'll, it remains to be seen. Hey, Quest owners. The Quest 2 has lost its Facebook account requirements. 
now you have to switch to meta accounts and horizon profiles oh, i'm not doing sick that. yeah i'm not gonna do that either but thanks i guess so you're just not gonna use your headset no i'll just buy a different one i have i literally have the first headset that they made the first oculus headset so why I'm, you're also I'm, I'm due for an update what they're also announcing rumors are they're announcing another headset this fall winter Dude, isn't like meta failing doesn't that metaverse shit it's suck? getting a very bad social response on the internet at least so let bit, you know let me ask you, Greg, like you say, no, I'm not doing that. I'll buy a new headset. What is your like, what is your thinking in regards to this? Like, why? Why is that? Like, what do you, I mean, well, one, uh, they won't. Well, originally I was just going to plan on it uh, when it was originally for to make a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, I don't have a fucking Facebook account and I'm not going to make one. So if it's going to lock me out, uh, I'll just wait until it happens and then I'll upgrade. and. This this still doesn't change my uh my thinking. Okay. Of it, I mean, yeah, cool, another Horizon or Meta account, but whatever. Okay. Yeah, it, it's annoying because it's like, you know, there, why do I gotta make an account for something yeah, I already have? This is not the only had. VR headset. Like, you're making a piece of hardware. Why do you feel the need to loop me into your your ecosystem? Yeah. Whatever, whatever you're trying to pedal right now. So I literally just use I mean I don't even use this. I I turn my headset on and I immediately like load Steam VR up so it just automatically goes over to that. I don't I don't give a shit about any of that other uh meta stuff. So there's no love loss between me and and Meta, Facebook, Oculus, whatever. And I you know, if you recall, I had to fucking like go through an existential crisis about even buying a Quest 2. Yeah. I've never bought anything from the Oculus store, etc. But I think you guys might be looking at this the wrong way uh, because the meta account is not necessarily tied into anything. It's it probably even less tied in than a Facebook account would be because the, this is it kind definitely of, is, yeah. this is kind of a, yeah, a move that yet. takes you away yeah, yeah, from bud. having your your uh, private data like intrinsically tied to your oculus dealings like you no longer require face your facebook account to be connected the meta account acts as like your oculus account which ties with uh your purchases to it and then the horizon profiles yeah, thing is just like a social aspect of that doing, you know i don't like that either but i also think that it's probably better than the facebook requirement the facebook requirement was incredibly shitty to have to do they straight up lied that they wouldn't require that uh and then they did so the fact that that's finally gone i think is actually a good thing and the meta account is kind of like also bad but it's an account for your oculus essentially yeah um, that's no real different from your meta or whatever it's calling itself can uh, suck my butt right but like it's it's slightly changed to be less about your at the moment, private yeah. Life. Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah, that's, I get what uh, you're cool, saying. Cool, but you, yes, they they kind of ruined it. Kinda, like when saying. they, I, like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's still not like, good. I, 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 raid I'm, me. I'm, I mean, they could still put in there. They're gonna fucking look, search my computer. I wouldn't expect anything different. Yeah, no, it's still not good. I still do not trust them. <laughs> yeah, or it's just like I expect, like whenever they release. Uh, honestly, I I could be sound like an idiot right now because I don't really follow the meta shit. But like when they release the metaverse or whatever the fuck, 
that it's going to be like an, a mandatory install on my headset through my meta account or something like that. I can imagine shit like that. I don't know. I just, if you want the meta version, just play VR chat. Uh, everybody listening. VR chat is just the better version of meta. Yeah, I never plan to do anything with the metaverse. Like the the Horizon Profiles thing might as well not even exist for me. Like I I already switched because I just you I prefer to, yeah, you need sure. to. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, you literally can't use the yeah. headset. But I also prefer not having my Facebook account tied to it even though right. you know, it's already in their system. It's like it doesn't even matter. I'm but. sure yeah, I'm sure in some way in the back end they're connect your Facebook account is connected to your meta account as long as if they had the ability to to know who you were in the first place mm. like if you had a facebook account attached previously maybe yeah i do it's, not trust it's these shit. I, just, <laughs> I just don't trust them um <clears throat> yeah i agree where did, but where did the days go days gone into a movie why not are they making Sam a Woodward. movie you know the actor who would played cool, and modeled what? the character. <laughs> That's fine. Good. I'm. I'm all right with that. No more. Deacon. I know you are, no Greg. Deacon. I. I'm. I speak for everybody. If anyone says different, they're wrong and they're lying and they're trolling. Greg hates Deacon. I do not like Deacon. Deacon sucks. Deacon sucks. <laughs> and I. I'll watch the movie if it's Deaconless. <laughs> Deaconless days gone. Uh, also, in go. He's potentially gone. disappointing adaptation news, there's a Gravity Rush movie coming. Uh, have any of you played Gravity Rush? I always I wanted to. I never got a chance I, to. Yeah, I always wanted to. It always looks pretty sick. I don't but know. a movie. I know, it's a weird choice. Weird choice. Oh, another potentially disappointing adaptation news. Another we weird choice. Space Channel 5 and Comic Zone movies. I don't know what what is this? Space Channel 5? Space Channel 5 was a Dreamcast game that was like a weird dance uh, rhythm game that it involved Michael Jackson also. It, it, you've probably seen oh, the, uh, the main character. It. She's like a... Is this the uh, pink-haired girl? Yeah, Space the, Vixen uh, like, pink-haired oh, okay. girl yeah, with the yeah, gorge yeah, yeah. dress. Right. Uh, dancing with people. And then Comic Zone is... Um, what was it? Uh, Genesis game? I forget which console it yeah, was. Yeah, it slaps. <laughs> was it Genesis? I actually don't remember because I played okay. it on a disc compilation disc that had Comic Zone, uh, Shining Force Two, a bunch of other great ass games oh, right. on in the PC days. But yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those games that's sort of been like a cult classic for for many years. But would you say that this is it's bizarre to suddenly make a Comic Zone movie? Uh, yeah. Why? You know, yeah. I wonder if like a a bunch of these uh properties like Comic Zone and Killer Clowns or whatever, they just there was just an auction recently that had uh <laughs> people buying shit up and making shit. I don't know. That would be funny. I mean, these are both. Damn it! What was Comic Zone on? Because these are both Sega things, right? These two, at least. Uh, yeah, it definitely is a Sega thing. I, I played okay. a, That was the disc. It was a published, Sega published by Sega disc. for the Genesis. That's oh, okay. It was the Genesis. Thank goodness. All right, so yeah, two Sega movies for some reason of like old '90s games. Uh, okay. We have Kana, Bridge of Spirits, coming to Steam with an anniversary update. 
I recommend this game because I played it on the Epic Game Store. Yeah, you played it, it a few. Was it last year? Or the year before? Uh, I think it was last. I think it was the beginning of this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I was guy. I, I said it would have been like my favorite game. I do remember right. that. It was very, very good. I liked them all. I liked the uh, boss designs. I like it all around. It was very, very good game. I'm glad this is uh, finally escaping EGS yeah. jail. It's gonna I have. I really um... need to stop buying games on Epic <laughs> and just wait a year. Yeah, be patient. So best best indie game, uh, the Game Awards. Right, right. And this anniversary update is gonna have a uh, new game plus and a bunch of items and new trials and outfits and accessibility stuff. So yeah, I feel like none of us. Uh, is anybody here actually gonna plan on buying that? I'll probably play it being, at some I'm point. Yes. To be a, I, okay. I'm not even trying to be a down. I just remember we were all like underwhelmed by. Like I don't know, but then that Greg came out blasting. He's the only one who played it, and he said he liked it. So yeah. no, Greg, Greg loved it. Yeah, yeah. I just remember like at the Game Awards, we were like upset, not upset, but we were on oh, just that it won Best Indie. Right. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because we had no idea about it, like anything about. Well, it. Yeah, yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. That's what happens when games it was are also going up against inscription, dude. And mm. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Well, that game sucked, and it was proven. So. <laughs> proven. <laughs> Guess you're right, dude. All right. Uh, Rockstar had a copyright strike controversy ongoing now. Has a copyright strike controversy. Um, where they struck out some GTA development footage from Mike Daly, who is one of the founding employees of DMA Design. Now, to get give you some the context, uh, this footage was produced by this guy in like 94 95 uh and DMA design was acquired by Rockstar in 99 and would become Rockstar North so he he's credited for making the graphics engine for GTA and he was posting some you know uh 3D modeling assets from the early 90s and uh we live in a dystopia said no <laughs> wow Jeez. wow why just because uh, they can, Rockstar kind of sucks nowadays. Literally, dude. just because they can. Is it one of these things, maybe that like you hear about, like Disney's always, you know, putting out copyright strikes on people, and it's like I've heard that it's because when you own, you know, whatever propriety, and you don't defend it, like you might might lose it. That's a certain type of I forget what thing that is, but that's a certain type of uh like copyright or trademark. I forget I forget which one it is, but that does apply so it's to like one you might thing, have an but... office whose job is like just this. I don't know why I'm defending Rockstar. I'm just <laughs> trying to figure out why you do this. It just seems so silly. Yeah, from his perspective, he's basically like, you know, uh <laughs> I see Rockstar going full fuckers mode again. <laughs> 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 issuing copyright strikes to any gta video they can find including both my prototype videos now they're trying to block all release of Dude. anyone's work on a game and any old development footage as he points out it's like this is fucking 25 yeah. year old design document it's like not they relevant definitely anymore. went full fuckers mode again. full fuckers mode classic rock star Masuhiro Sakurai now has a YouTube channel about creating games. 
Yeah, I've been watching his videos. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah, pretty cool. Right now, he's sort of um, like laying the foundation, uh, like like a bunch of foundational reference videos for game dev concept concepts. And I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more videos about him, like in depth stuff about games he's designed and uh, techniques he uses. Because like, first of all, I mean it's a fun thing for him to do, but like also the man has never made a bad game in his entire 30 year career since he was like 19 years old. And he created two of gaming's most popular franchises, Kirby and Smash Bros. So he knows what he's talking about. He has some good insight to share, I would say. So it's 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 cool that he's doing this. And he's a good guy to, awesome. to do it. Okay, cool. Um, also, I just tucked this in here because this was also announced at Gamescom, but Hideo Kojima started a podcast called Brain Structure. God. <laughs> what is wow, that gonna, even going to be like? Wow. Yes. Yeah, he totally Gosh. saw what Sakurai was doing and did not think that was okay. It, uh, it's called I Brain Structure? Like us. He saw what we were doing. Oh, well, yeah, no, it's me and Kojima are very close, so that, that's his. Possible. Um, the initials of his podcast are BS, which is very close to BC. You'll note. Um, oh my god, you're right. You know, I'm not saying anything, but I'm not. Yeah, not listeners, saying if you anything. want to tune in to Kojima's bullshit, go ahead. <laughs> BS. <laughs> of course, yeah, it's called brain structure. Right. Absolutely. I'm I'm frightened of this podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if he's to gonna like be sincere. If it's gonna be like some kind of art project, who knows? I don't know. No, he's gonna do some freak stuff. Long-winded nonsense, perhaps. It'll be some sort of ARG. Speaking of uh, video games, Netflix is Resident <laughs> Evil. <isn't it? laughs> Netflix, Netflix is Resident Evil has been canceled. Uh, <laughs> this really came out of nowhere. I can't believe this got canceled. Yeah, it's a gift from God. Wasn't this? Uh, didn't everyone say this is the greatest? Uh, greatest adaptation. Of Resident yeah, Evil greatest ever. adaptation ever. Wasn't every viewing company like that? Those were paid articles because at the same time I was seeing more uh, posts it's, it's talking like the about worst, how bad it was. Worst yeah. rated show, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah the worst rated show. Resident uh, Evil terrible. changed my life. For the worse. It belongs in hell. Poor Lance right, Reddit, but it belongs in hell. Vito, you know, we all we all contribute around here. I pay for the podcast hosting fees. Flask pays in his time to edit the podcast. I think I that, pay uh, years off my and, life. Me and John pay in our comedy. And we're oh, security. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and security. Yeah. Vito, I think it's time that you uh, show how good of a friend you are and show out a little bit of cash for the Xbox f- friends and family plan. How much are we talking? Oh, you haven't looked yet? Don't look. I'm looking at it. It's $50 a month. I'll, just send it to me. I'll take care <laughs> of it. Now we got 20, 22 euro per month. That's like that's, yeah, that's, that's, like, that's like that's like five bucks. Am that's I like reading 20, the right number for stuff? Like, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That's also like a, a like a proto. proto it's like twenty two dollars cost. The euro is like the no, same it's like twenty five dollars right now. No, no, euro is less. Oh, than no, I thought the euro. Yeah, I thought the euro. 
They are about the same right now. So yeah, there's 22 bucks. Scott, this guy's not up to date with his fucking international currencies. I mean, yeah, dude, Christ. this is cool. I'm, uh, if you guys are down, I'm down for this also. Why do, uh, wouldn't we do this? Does it say how many see, users? Like, up to uh, four. You and four, I think? No, no, no. Up to four others, so it's five. Yeah, so you and four. Oh, yeah, That's okay. Fucking... I'm just saying five total. So we all, we all chip in as five. There we go. Jeez. That is so sick. That's a big win for us. <laughs> You're at Broken Campfire. I'm in. Us five. What are we gonna? What are we gonna use our extra money for, though? Should we well, put hang it? on. We got. We got to get the council of five. Who, who's on the five? Well, is anybody for it? So is anybody, in, right? Is anybody here not not in the five? I mean, I, I guess if we actually want to do it, I would do it. I guess that would make sense. That'd be hilarious to have a broken campfire game pass account. <laughs> game pass <laughs> <laughs> plan. We got to make the game uh, broken campfire uh, bank I account next. I sign on one out. day and I can't fucking play fucking Yakuza or something. Someone somebody didn't pay so, a bill. Yeah, I guess the only caveat bill. would be I hope they don't do something weird like the accounts are tied to each other in some specific way where we all have to make new accounts except the person who owns it. We all know. share the same saves. <laughs> share the same yeah. saves. Yeah. I, I want to see think some what more mechanical details, but that sounds cool. Exactly. Yeah, we we'll did. Wait. We already found out that we could we could play at the same time. I believe they did no. say that. They already said that, right? Yeah. The more we've learned about it, the is more that, uh, enticing it's become. That's good. Which is that is part of it, I believe. Okay. Bill said it's my turn with the game pass. <laughs> but what are we gonna do if we if we do this? It only makes sense that any money that we would have spent on game pass, we put into a separate like like a, a trust, you know, like a little a little trust. <laughs> and then what does yeah. that money go to? Uh, I feel like future. that would go to like group projects. Gamercations? That's a good idea. I like that idea, actually. You joke, but the whole point is to spend less money individually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I know you know. No, that's cool. Very cool. All right, last story of the evening, and then you can all go back to your wives and family. Thanks. There's a rumor. Oh, nice. A rumor? Uh, that the upcoming Nintendo Direct, we're going to get Wind Waker and Twilight, Princess Ports, or Switch. Which makes total uh, sense. Who gives a hoot? Who's hey. even playing Twilight Princess these days? Nobody <laughs> good. Some brain dead, uh... Oh, some maroon. Yeah. I would like this ball. I say it for uh, Wind Waker, but I literally am staring at my Wind Waker uh, randomizer on my uh, desktop right now. <laughs> but so that's, really for, that's for that's uh, for the GameCube version, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so this mean, would be could, HD from the Wii U, same as Toy. Yeah, Princess. I would assume it would be the Wii U version. Yeah. Which does Which have? Would be cool. Yeah, it does have it quality of life like, improvements. A lot of new shit. Yeah. Super sale. Uh, better Triforce hunting, etc. Make it forty bucks for both, and I'll buy it. Twilight Princess has less uh, Twilight bugs to to find, etc. So it's nice. It would it would be nice if they were on a the, the modern console, the Switch handheld. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, for sure, the handheld that would be great. All right. Well, that's all the news for tonight. Oh, and uh, part of that was there might be a no. Metroid Prime announcement. A Metroid Prime. Uh, 
Oh, Switch right. release. Four? Damn, dude. No, no, no. Because, uh, you know, they've had to remake all the... Uh, <laughs> the original the, the, on Switch. I know. What was I thinking? What were you thinking? Uh, the one and two uh, combo thing that they've been teasing for or have been rumored for out like ever. Why would they ever release that, Greg? True, dude. That's just a dream. A wisp of nothing. Yeah, Indeed but uh, I don't know if you guys played those. Those two games were uh, cool as fuck. I still need to play them. I... I still remember, like, music from there. Great music. Great, great-ass boss fights. Well, friends, that was a whale of a tale of y'all <laughs> shared with you tonight. Um, This podcast is now concluding. So, if you're still on that long drive, you're still playing that game, you're still getting ready for work in the morning, it's time to go back and find something else to listen to. And hey, I got a recommendation for you. Why don't you try the last episode of the Broken Campfire podcast? You might pick <laughs> up on some. <laughs> you might pick up on some foreshadowing for some of our great bits here. And this is some sort of person who's listening to our podcast backwards. Yes. Well, this is a new listener. The new listener, Vito, which we have okay. every single episode. Jesus, Jesus Christ! All right, start going in Just, reverse. Order. And you know what? If you're a recurring listener. You can you can pull a two piece and start listening to them all over again from episode one. Um, I mean, Good sorry about piece. the audio quality and some of our uh, content and stuff like that, but you know, those hey, those some good happens. shit. And hey, two piece two piece listeners watchers, uh, just so you know, if you're following along with me and Vito's recap podcast, we're on uh, season two episode <laughs> two. Um, we might watch. You know what, Vito? I'm gonna challenge us. We got 20 episodes left in season two. We're going to be done by the next pod. Let's do it tonight. Let's do it tonight, dude. Who you do you what? think you are, gonna Greg? Keep... We're going to watch Firewalk with me before the next what? pod. Are you telling me I have to watch all, catch up on all of One Piece before they uh, catch up on Two Piece? I'm not saying that. Though. That that would then be that, impressive. Don't that, that's not going to happen. You just cannot do that. Do it, no. Really? Yeah. All right. Hang on. What episode are you on? What episode are you on? Uh, fuck. Six, six, uh, six oh nine. Everybody remember that. Six oh nine. And remember what I say next week. I'm at. I, I see, honestly, I'm a little scared. I've seen this man watch One Piece at the. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm off. I'm off for the next two days. Right, let's, let's find let's, out how many. Let's I be can clear. Watch. All right. Let's let's set the parameters here. Listeners, we're we're done. By the way, you can go. But I got got a few things to say to Greg. Well, let's set the parameters here. Are you talking about before me and Vito finish season two? And and Firewalk with me. So the video is caught up to season three, or you mean before we finish the whole dang show? Uh I don't, I don't, I don't really know, man. He doesn't know the context. Full show. Of that. Yeah, sure, full show. You know what? I'll take up. I think challenge. we could do it. I yeah, think we, we could do, do it. it. Yeah, we could do it. You know what? Let's just see. First off, How? he's at a disadvantage because they don't keep releasing episodes. They, do, they are finish. still currently <laughs> releasing episodes. He'll never finish. Which is which well, is kind of on the joke of you guys are never going to finish it. All right, hang on. No, we'll 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 take it. We'll take it here, right? So what's let's the, find out. All right, here's what's what the we most can do. what's the most recent episode? Ten eighty something like that. Nah, like ten thirty, ten forty, somewhere around there. Just call it a thousand. All right. <laughs> If you get to episode so I have, before I have uh, 400 episodes I need to watch in the span of a week. Gotcha. Yeah, 30 minute episodes. No, no, no. Right? no. So, you don't need no, to watch them in a like, week. 
You don't need to watch them in a week. Because uh, we're, we're going to be I, a while. I committed, I committed to Firewalk with Beepa next week. That was kind of a joke. We'll be a while. We probably got, probably got about a see, month. How about this? As a challenge, let's see what, how many episodes each of us watched next week. All we'll right. see where we're at. Yeah. Right. Right. Don't worry, Greg. I plan to slow them down for you. <laughs> John, please say goodnight to the listeners. Good night, everybody. Don't let a shadow demon in your closet uh, scoop you up while you're sleeping. The fuck? Do not let that happen. And it's it's really good advice. Why would he? Why would he say that? Is that? You know, we should do. We should. And now we should just be silent, like the pod's over. But then, like, give it. But then get. Then we give it like, give it like a minute or like five minutes. And then everybody scream really loud all at once. Ah! I don't want. I don't want to do that. That'd be good. I wouldn't ah! want to scare the listeners. Or we'll save that for October. I think it's over. And they're they're sleeping. They fell asleep to it. They're still driving to work, dude. <laughs> Why are they sleeping on their drive to work? Hey, guy. Uh, hey, whoever's it's a long, listening to this it's a long driving, drive. I want you to. Uh, I want you to rerun the person in front of you. Just bam, smash right into him. I compel I you, you to burn, burn your office down. All right, Jesus. More like lame's calm. That was an That's excellent callback for one, and for a second, just good wordplay. Did you hear? I said, I said, uh, I made a long drive callback. I don't remember. I hear that. that. I must have missed it. Yeah, you I guys missed it. You were talking over me, but it was a good callback. <laughs>